1: Welcome back to Edgeworth here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Today is Wednesday, March 29th. Only three games on the schedule here tonight, just Alex and I today. But uh, Alex, how's things going? You ready for these three games tonight? Yeah, I mean,
0: they're going to be fun to watch, but, you know, we're talking about it off air. There's, uh, you know, some some close matchups and uh, these games are going to be a little bit tough to handicap because... Uh, you know, everybody's fighting for their playoff lives and different positioning right now, and that's going to be imperative in all three of these contests tonight. So, definitely a fun one for the fans, but it's going to be a little tough for us, better today.
1: Well, what jersey you got on there? You want to show everybody what yeah, jersey? So, uh, it's pretty well, nice.
0: Manitoba Moose uh, from the uh, IHL day, so like mid, mid late '90s uh, version of that. Today.
1: That's pretty nice. I like that one. You, got, how many jerseys do you have in that rotation that you got going on there?
0: I I have about seventy five or eighty, so.
1: Seventy-five or eighty different jerseys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, unreal. I, I, I only have. I leave in
0: Chicago, and then there's a bunch of, but most of them I have here in, in St. Paul. So. Oh,
1: okay, okay, you yeah. got like NFL jerseys and uh, NBA jerseys. Oh yeah, what, no, just... I was just
0: going by hockey. Yeah, if you throw in NFL and uh, and and baseball, then I, I definitely have a ball a fair enough. Yeah, fair right. enough.
1: I think I've got about uh eight. I think that's maybe my eight. my total <laughs> uh, eight. I got like two Leafs jerseys, a bunch of uh, NBA jerseys, and then I have one
0: Jays jersey. That's it. Nice. Yeah, I got to have a bunch of White Sox jerseys which I'll start wearing because we got baseball coming up on the, this early tomorrow. So I'll be cracking some of those out. But, uh, but yeah, mostly, it's mostly hockey jerseys that I have. And I, like I said, I rotate them all the time. I wear them year-round pretty much. Instead of buying hoodies, I just buy jerseys. <laughs> well, so money asking here the important
1: questions. Uh, do you have an Oilers jersey though? Not yeah, yet. As we are. That o- is Oilers. on the wish list.
0: There, there, there's a few jerseys that I still don't have. an Oilers jersey. I still don't have a Leafs jersey. So is there somebody I still have to get? A, the only ones I'll never wear will be the St. Louis Blues or Detroit Red Wings. As a Hawks fan, okay. I, can't, I do either one of those. But everybody else yeah. is fair game. So.
1: Fair enough, fair enough, yeah. Say, <laughs> so yeah, i send those over. Uh, I'll send some Leaf jerseys over for you uh, For you this year. Hopefully, we'll get, like the <laughs> Stanley Cup finals patch on the jersey. Maybe, maybe, we'll see. <laughs> all right, well, we have three games today to break down. We'll get into each of those. If anybody in the chat has any questions, please make sure to send them in there. We'll try to break those uh, down as well, get into anything you guys are wondering about, your best bets, questions you have about our bets as well. Um, so we'll get into all of those, but before we we do I just want to remind everybody that if you have not already if you're looking to track our picks, you want to find them on there, uh, find them somewhere, you want to see what we've bet throughout the course of this season, you can go download the BetStamp app, which you can find out in iOS and Android as well as on web. You can find us there in the find better section as Edgework HQ. And the easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. So we recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures and player props save time and money by checking betstamp before you bet you can download the app as well as sign up on web today and if you are looking to sign up for new sports books please check out the new offers available at betstamp.app/ Edge work. Make sure to go over there, or you can hit the link in the description of this video to sign up for new sports books. So, if you see a sports book today that's talked about that you don't have access to or you haven't signed up yet for, please make sure to go to the link in the description to sign up for those sports books. So, hit that like button, subscribe to this channel, as well as click the link in the description to sign up for those new books. But, um, jstone9 here asking where are we at with the oilers looking at the division winners oilers are plus 382 uh to win the division or 380 to win the division um i'm seeing here at least on ours. We we locked in the Oilers Stanley Cup winner a little while ago at plus 1800. That was a so money now down to plus 1300. So not entirely sure what they're at to win the division. Can pull that up here, which you can find here on the Betstamp app. But uh, another future that we had locked in uh, Canes to win the Metro. Seems like we're in pretty good place for that one. Uh, Other futures, we do have the wild Stanley Cup winner plus 2,500 down to plus 2,000. And the final future that we have here is uh, Kings Pacific Division winner plus 500, still sitting at plus 500 there. But those are our futures that we have. Uh, And yesterday's bets, as you can see here on the eight, we do still
0: end up up money 2.4% ROI on the day yesterday. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, here's the thing with that division. I mean, you could take a you know a shot with any of those three teams—Vegas, LA, or Edmonton—right now. He like said if you're getting a plus three eighty for a team, I mean, the ninety-five points, three back of of Vegas and one back of LA right now, it's going to just be a, a revolving wheel until it stops. So, uh, if you're getting any kind of a plus price on those three teams and, and you want to jump in, I, I wouldn't uh, you know talk anybody. Out of that.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. Is that something that you would be adding on to your card at this point, Alex? Like you're looking at like eight, nine games left in the season, seven or something. At, some of at these this teams? point, for
0: me, for me personally, I wouldn't be taking a shot with that. Like I said, because it's it, it's you know you're getting a good price with whoever you you bet there, but it, it's not necessary for me. I'd rather you know try and pick apart the last seven or eight games individually than, than try to just right. grab a, a you know a big plus price. But but I understand people wanting to have that in pocket, and like I said, there's uh, really not a bad option to go with any of those teams with how close they are. So
1: Right. Alright, well let's get into the games. We'll start here tonight with the Florida Toronto game. Florida on the road to take on the Maple Leafs. Uh Florida coming into this one is sitting three points out of a wild card spot, and their last little run here has absolutely killed them. Looking at a four game losing streak. They're five four and one in their last ten. You know, three points back of Pitt, six points back of the Islanders in a situation where they had actually jumped themselves into a wild card spot about a week ago. Now you're looking at them as they've faltered right out, and even Pittsburgh hasn't been playing the best hockey, but they Still managed to stay ahead of the Panthers here, whereas the Leafs are now sitting comfortably. They've clinched their playoff spot actually with a Florida loss the other day to the Mm -hmm. Senators. They grab onto that uh, playoff spot, lock that one down. Coming into this one, 6 3 1 in their last 10. They're coming off a win against the Predators on Sunday. If you're looking at this game here tonight, Toronto is favored against the Panthers. We're looking at Toronto going back to 11 and 7. Florida's in a little bit of a desperation spot here. Is this a position you might be interested in taking a uh, Florida position on?
0: No. Uh, it really isn't. I mean, like I said, yeah, they they need all the points they can get and they're going to need a little bit of help as well to try to uh grab on those two wild card spots in the east, but I, I just don't see it coming together for them right now. They're playing some bad hockey. Uh, it, this has been a disappointing team all season long. And, and I understand why this is such, such a short price for Toronto, their favorite, but not in a, in a large favorite spot because uh, everybody's looking toward, you know, oh, well, Florida needs this game. Toronto just clinches a, a, a playoff spot. So far, with these teams that have clinched playoff spots, we haven't seen a complete drop off yet. We talked about even with Boston, we feel like oh, they might be trying to rest some players and kind of gearing up and and things. We saw them, you know, with a a, a bad loss last night; they looked a bit disinterested, but they weren't, uh, you know, checking out right away. As soon as they clinched the division, they came back and and beat a good, uh, you know, uh, Carolina team on Sunday. So you can't just always assume that teams are just going to be, you know, be all, you know, disengaged because they clinched the playoff spot. I think Toronto comes out here hot and ready, and I actually like them in regulation. You're pretty much getting around a a near even money price. Uh, So I'm taking a shot here with the Leafs. I just don't trust in Florida. This is more of a Florida fade than a, a Maple Leafs backing. So
1: we're seeing uh, best price that we're pulling in on bat right now, plus 108 on the Leafs to win in regulation
0: tonight. Would you yep. want to play this full
1: unit, half unit? What would you be what would be the way you go about this? This would be
0: this would be a half unit because, like I said, it is tough. And, and with Florida needing points, Toronto, I mean, they, they, said they clinched the playoff spot, but they still want to get points to make sure they can secure uh, home ice in that first round matchup, which more likely would be against Tampa Bay. Uh, so we could see the potential of an overtime game if this is t- uh, tied late. But I, I just don't think – that just like that more of a, of a fade on Florida. I feel like Toronto should be able to handle this with
1: All right, so we tracked that one there. Half unit on the Leafs regulation plus 108. Um, you talking about like teams They say, all right, they're going to fold it in or maybe they're going to start sitting guys and stuff. I will say as someone who – I know we joke about it, but like I do Leafs show. I watch the Leafs all the time. As someone who's been watching this, they're finally getting into – rhythm here since the trade deadline we saw them go through an extended stretch where their play was some of the worst in the league at 5v5 now it's kind of ramping back up to be back to where it should be with the guys that they have here that they're starting to build some of the chemistry back in um i would say with this leafs team in terms of looking out for them sitting guys out or uh taking their foot off the gas down the stretch here I can't imagine that really being the case down the rest of the way. There might be times where they take a guy out here or there, but I, I don't think it'll yeah. be a situation where we see them fully sitting guys out. I think they're going to want to continue this trend that they're on right now and yeah. not have that falter before the playoffs start. That's just that's my thoughts, just having watched the Leafs as closely as I have um alex fixing camera there wants to get that going i do have a question for alex i see the question in the chat here as well or someone bringing it up in the chat um good to go there alex
0: muted there you go muted still muted still yeah my regular camera for some reason is trying to glitch out on me and i'm not sure what that's about so
1: i'm gonna have to use the backup
0: if it keeps happening but uh yeah so sorry about that
1: all right, no worries at all. Um, there is someone in the chat here, Bankroll Spence, saying Leafs first period and Leafs minus one for me. Um, now, you, I know you're someone who really enjoys playing the first periods or taking a look at those. There's so someone I would go to to uh, get any type of info on the first periods. If we're looking at this one here tonight, the Leafs currently sitting... Uh, minus 0.5 plus 155 on the puck line in the first no. period minus 133 money line we're also looking at a over one and a half a heavily juiced one over one and a half coming into the first period there are some twos at plus money uh do you have any thoughts on playing this one in the first
0: period yeah honestly you know maple leafs puck line and that that's a good price for that anything as high as plus 155 that that's worth taking a shot on because that's the thing I, I like about these first period wagers, too, is that it also gives you a good barometer of, of just, you know, tempo of the game, obviously. And, you know, you can cash a first period puck line with Toronto, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win the game. You, you know, you got your money and you get get the hell out, and then maybe you can come the other side on, on a live wager. You can you know, try to maybe pile more on on Toronto. Maybe you see a, you know, you cash a first period play and nothing happens in the second period, and now you have a chance to, you know, tail more on that side in the third period or, or, or go the the other option. So that's the reason why I like that. If I had to play something first period in this game, it would definitely would be looking at the Leafs' puck line. And uh, like I said, you know, you might get a good effort in the first period, but then they come out and they don't take the foot off the gas so they have a 2 nothing lead. So, uh, right. you know, you, you have that opening there. And I think Toronto, if they're going to win this game, they should dictate the pace early. So uh, I would definitely look toward a, a first-period puck line play with the Leafs as well.
1: Uh, would this be an official play here? To want you want to lock in, or just uh, something? we could be, yeah, might as well put a
0: half unit on that. Since we went half unit on the on the on the full game,
1: we'll go half unit on the first period as well. All right, so there you go. We got a full unit uh down in this Leafs Florida game. Half unit on Leafs in regulation. Half unit on Leafs first period puck line minus .5 at plus. 155 so those are the two there and reminder we will recap all these at the very end of the show so we'll circle back to them go through what we played and how much we played them for and for anybody out there wondering uh a full unit for us is listed as a hundred dollar unit so half unit down to 50 obviously on these ones for tracking purposes now next game of the night here um a metro battle between uh, the the Islanders and the Washington Capitals. Uh, The Islanders coming into this one, first wildcard spot in the East. They're three points up on the Pittsburgh Penguins at this point, six points up on Florida, as I had mentioned there, six, three, and one in their last 10 coming into this game. And uh, this team on the road this season, just below 500, you're looking at them 16, 15, and six, whereas the Capitals over their last 10 have been struggling a little bit, three, five, and two coming into this this one we're looking at essentially a coin flip price between the islanders and the capitals minus 101 on the islanders minus 108 on the capitals is there anything that you would be interested in playing in this one at all
0: yeah you know i would lean toward looking at the islanders obviously these are two teams you know with wild card aspirations but the islanders are in a much better spot but they have struggled in Washington they lost five of the last six meetings in D.C. two of the last uh yeah two two, only won two of the last nine meetings against the Capitals uh overall so they've had a rough sledding uh against this team but like I said they're just in better form right now I don't trust Washington to string together uh a bunch of great wins right now and it's the Owls team that with Ilya Sorokin I mean he's you know, a lot of people saying that he should really be the the you know one of the finalists for the BMVP because he has carried this Islander team on his back uh, time and time again, uh, especially when that blue line has had some of their uh, not so stellar efforts. So this is a game I would be looking toward the Islanders, but it's tough to, to bet a side here when, like I said, both teams desperately needing points. My gut says go with a draw here, but you know we haven't seen a lot of these draws cash in. A lot of games have actually been. Wrapping up uh, in the last two or three days, I know last night I got buried, uh, missing a couple of these draws. But it's just hard to, to see where you know any team would take a risk. And Washington, I mean, they were the model, right? Over the weekend, we saw them, uh, you know, with that uh, bad loss late against Pittsburgh. Yeah, because Anthony Mantha with the bad giveaway uh, and Malkin scores on the breakaway. So you know, I think they've learned from that lesson. If there's any team, we're not going to see try and gamble with the puck late in, the, in a contest. Uh, when it's tied or they're down one, it's going to be Washington. So uh, it, it's a tough one. I'm probably just going to stay away from it and, and watch this. Maybe pick this game apart live.
1: Um, Daniel H asking here: Why is this close to a pick? I'm something fishy here. I have NYI a decent amount
0: uh, better than yeah.
1: Washington right now.
0: I do too. I think I think that's it's Strictly people are betting Washington off, off of their previous history. Like I said, they've won five of the last six against the Owls at home, seven of the last nine overall. And I right. think that's the reason why this line was close. If, if this game was, was – if the Islanders were at home or, you know, Washington was already out of this playoff race, I think Owls would probably be minus a dollar 40 $40.50. So from a price perspective, the Islanders are the other side to look at, in my, in my opinion as well. But like I said, those parameters and, and the fact that, you know, these are two teams that haven't made things easy uh, of late in, in their wild card uh, chase, it's, it's probably better to stay away from.
1: Right. Fair enough. Um, all right, so we'll move on from that game. But you did bring something up there. I'm interested to ask you, not necessarily from a betting perspective, but just a personal opinion. Who's your front runner for the Vesna at this point? Would it be Sorokin?
0: Yeah, at this point, now, Yeah, it would have to be. It have to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, even though, even though with with all markets, great of a, of a run as he's had all year, but but Sorokin. I mean, the fact that he that team would be well out of a playoff spot in my opinion without Sorokin. You know, yeah. Boston with how with how well Boston's played, they still would be a playoff team with Swayman. I mean, Swayman's had an excellent, uh, you know, year too. He's arguably the best backup in the league right now. So, uh, you know, so it, it's almost, you hate to say that, a guy's too good, but that's kind of the case with, with Lena hallmark in a sense where, you know, he's been so great, but also the team around him has been great. Sorokin, yeah. in my eyes, you know, he, he's playing with a middling team and he's made them better and made them most likely a playoff team. So, so I would say maybe he has a, a little bit of that inside track.
1: Yeah, well, it is also like a product of your environment to an extent there, right? Like where Allmark is going to get the boost because his team in front of him is so good, whereas the Islanders essentially got a boost because Sorokin was so good. You look at the body of work from Sorokin early in the season before this team had really gotten things together. We were coming on here talking about the Islanders. Like, yeah, we're talking obviously in hyperbole as I'm bringing up now, but like, yeah, this team's no good, but Sorokin. And right. then, okay, well, now all of a sudden we started to get to a point where it was like, all right, well, Sorokin dragged them through what they were going through to be able to get to the other side. And now all of a sudden the Islanders started to figure things out, and they have Sorokin. Now right. we're looking at them like, okay, that might be a team you don't want to play against in the playoffs. Heads up for them because starting to figure it out plus Sorokin. See,
0: so. Well, that, well, that's the, now that's the thing that I, I kind of differ with. I think, and I said it on, on uh, my podcast last night, The Ice Guys. I think the whichever two teams get the wild card spots in the East, we may only see them combine for no more than two wins total. I I, I could easily see both wild card teams getting swept or or getting put away within five. I just really don't think with the way that this battle has been with all these teams and and no one has just consistently, you know, strung together enough wins to just take a spot right now. I think that they've kind of beat each other up and and whoever's, you know, they're all, whoever gets to the, to the finish line, they're going to be limping to that finish line. And then they got to play either Boston or Carolina. So I don't think it's going to be much to, you know, write home about with any team that gets into the playoffs from the wild card spot.
1: So you think if the Islanders face against Carolina, like they, they're likely not going to win more than a game or two. one game. I,
0: I could easily see them losing losing in five. Yes,
1: I disagree. I think they have a decent shot at beating Carolina. I could see it on the flip side against. Yeah, no, I know, and I know, and, I know. and a lot of people Boston. a lot of people
0: said that. A lot of people have said yeah. that with with that particular matchup. But I I, I just don't I don't see that. I really yeah, don't.
1: I just think that they match up would they would match up well there. I think if it was the Islanders against the Bruins, I would probably agree with you, and then yeah. I could see Carolina taking out Pittsburgh
0: fairly easily
1: if it was. Picked. And I guess, but.
0: I guess that's more the other thing too. Is that I don't see anybody getting a win against Boston in the first round,
1: right? Really okay, don't. fair enough. So, yeah. so
0: it's gonna be the one of those wins. So, so it could be I could still be right, and two wins come out of whoever plays Carolina, right? But, but I just don't, I just don't see, I don't see any game sixes or game sevens out of a, a, a team involving a wild card uh, uh, competitive out of the East. So.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I, I, yeah, I think I just think look, looking at that matchup between the two of them, I think the Islanders could fare well against the Canes, and I personally would think like there could be a shot at the uh, the Islanders actually being able to beat the Canes. But I do understand what you're saying there, and especially considering what the other matchup would potentially or would be, yeah, yeah uh, I could see that being the case. Alright, final game of the night here. Minnesota on the road taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Minnesota, Colorado, this is going to be a fun one to watch because not just the level of play of these two teams right now, but more importantly, what this could mean for the standings. Minnesota holding on to first in the Central, and they are one point up on Colorado and one point up on Dallas as it stands right now. They have one more game played than the Avs, same amount of games played as Dallas. They're 7-1-2 and coming into this one on their last 10-2 games win streak and colorado nine and one in their last 10 a three game win streak a win here tonight launches them to first in the division you're looking at this one plus 143 for the minnesota wilds against the avalanche uh and i'm seeing daniel h here saying like the draw here in colorado minnesota is there a way that you would be playing this one a way that you would be looking at this game between these two teams tonight
0: yeah so there's, there's two players i have and it's it's Basically, kind of a hybrid of a double chance, but with better odds. So, I'm gonna go one unit on Colorado in regulation. Uh, I've I've seen that anywhere between minus a dollar five, plus 106 at Pinnacle. Uh, and I'm also liking the draw, I'm gonna play that for a quarter unit uh, at 325. And so, the thought process here is that obviously a draw makes complete sense with two teams battling for. Uh, the Central Division lead. Minnesota has been the kings of the draw, essentially. they're uh, One of 10 teams now to have uh, over 20 uh, games go to regulation draw. Colorado just right outside the door with 19. So uh, definitely a candidate for that. But also at the same time, just knowing the Wilds' history, uh, they've lost the last four meetings in Denver. Home team, five and two, the last seven meetings between these two clubs. And the favorite has won seven of the last ten. And just Minnesota, whenever they need to step up and win a big game, chances are they don't. Uh, so in this kind of a high pressure spot, I just trust the Avalanche more. Uh, obviously, defending Stanley Cup champions, like I said, played well against the Wild at home, winning four of the last four meetings. So I'm lean with Colorado, but I've got a little bit of a safety net there with that draw at plus three twenty five for a, a smaller unit.
1: So you're going uh, the quarter unit on
0: the, on the draw. draw,
1: and then right. and, how much was it on the other one? And the full unit
0: on the on the okay. regulation.
1: Okay. All right. So there you go. So we grabbed the regulation at plus one Oh six, as well as the draw, uh, there at plus three twenty seven. So quarter unit on that and the full unit on the plus one Oh six, uh, in this game here tonight. Um, if you're looking at this one between these two teams, obviously we just broke down how we would play this, but what do you kind of expect out of this game here tonight in terms of pace of play, uh, intensity? Are we looking at like maybe a playoff style game, uh, yeah. kind of ramping up this could be a preview of what what we might see moving forward from these guys
0: absolutely i expect to see a lot of physicality definitely i wish this was one of those nights where you could bet somewhere you know will there be a fight i would definitely bet yes right. on that uh, i could definitely see maybe reeves and uh and, and josh manson throwing down that would probably be the matchup to look for in, in that department but i think we're gonna see a lot of physicality i think we're gonna see a lot of chippiness after the whistle maybe we could see some power play opportunities so that's the thing. It's kind of hard to read. I don't want to jump on a total right now. This is definitely going to be a great game to watch and bet live as far as totals are concerned. Maybe looking for those next to score props, uh, trying to catch some of those power play opportunities and, and things of that nature. But uh, So a lean, if I had to play something now, I would actually probably lean toward the under at six. It seems to be a little bit tighter, but like I said, all it takes is one or two penalties, and all of a sudden the power play goal comes in, and then the game opens up. So... I'm staying away from a total. If, if I see something that pops up live, I'll try to jump on that and maybe give that out on Twitter.
1: All right, so we opened the show talking about uh, the Pacific Division winners, talking about maybe grabbing on a plus price there. Maybe uh, this isn't something we're willing to play or look at, but – What's your prediction for how the Central Division wraps up? We're looking at such a tight race there. Obviously, Colorado has kind of stormed through the last month and a bit to get to the place that they're in right now and be in a position where, after tonight, they could be first in the Central. But uh, seven, eight games from now, regular season comes to an end. Who's sitting atop the t- uh, Central Division second and third? How do you see that shaping it?
0: The, the way I see it right now, it looks like it's going to be Colorado. That wins his division, obviously. Like I said, a, a win here with, you know, Baltimore in front. And, uh, you know, with the second and third spots, it's really tough. I I think Dallas is the better team than Minnesota, but Dallas has just been in, in really rough form of late. So I think Minnesota could end up with, with the home ice advantage, which would be humongous for them. I think I think that's crucial for Minnesota. If, they, if, they, if you don't finish first, you got to finish second and, and, and make sure you have game one and potentially game seven at home. Uh, because they've historically been a much better team at XL Energy Center than away from it. So I think that's crucial for them. But, uh, you know, like I said, I think Colorado will end up being the division winner here and getting that top spot. Alright, last
1: thing I want to ask you before we uh, wrap this one up. You're looking at the playoffs there. I thought a, for me that a team that would be a team to look out for or that team that you say like it, you don't want to play come playoff time or whatever it is to so throw the cliche on them would be the Islanders for me. That's a team that I would have a heads up for personally. You're looking at the teams going into the playoffs, including wildcard teams, including maybe some underrated teams who are just sitting into a playoff spot right now, uh, whether it be in the top three positions of their division. Who's a team that you sit here right now and say, I don't want to face that team?
0: I'd say the LA Kings. I think they're just a a really pesky bunch. They're going to be a very tough out. and Like I said, I could easily see them uh, finding their way to the Western Conference final at least. Uh, they have you know hot goalie with with Copley. Corpusalo has had a, a new lease on life as well. So now you've got two goaltenders that are that are kind of rolling in, in, in a good rhythm. Uh, you have a ton of, of, of players that you can rely on offensively. They don't have that one step up guy that they just lean on. It's not like a, you know the McDavid Dryside will show in Edmonton. They have a rotating cast, and you got guys you know that still don't get enough recognition as far as sort of Gabe Velarde and Adrian Kempe. Uh, you know, amongst, the, you know, veterans like Drew Doughty and Ante Kopitar. So I, I like their makeup, and I think they're going to be a tough out in the, in the, in the playoffs. That's the team that I would not want to.
1: Yeah, I have my eyes on them as well. I think they'll be a difficult matchup to go yeah. against. Uh, I kind of look forward to th- the Oilers. How, if they have to play them, come playoff mm-hmm. time, because I think that'll be a fun one to watch. The Kings gave them a tough time last year, and I could see it being a similar situation this year, and potentially maybe the Kings having that type of uh, upset this year to be able to get past the Oilers this season. But, uh, yeah, the Kings are an interesting one for me. Um, all right. That'll about do it for today's show. I just want to remind people as well. Obviously, you can go over to Bet Track all the picks that we've given out. Find our record throughout the course of the year. iOS, Android, and here on web, you can find it in the Find Better section as EdgeWork HQ. As well, you can go to the link in the description if you are looking to sign up for new sports books. Click that link. You can sort by states, province, wherever you're at to be able to find new sports books to sign up for. Take advantage of all the different uh, offers that you can see in the descriptions of those sports books. So make sure to do that. It helps support the show. But the other thing I want to remind people if you enjoy the daily NHL shows, you enjoy the daily NBA shows. Well, you will definitely enjoy the daily MLB show starting tomorrow at 12 Eastern time. You can find John Leguiza. He will be live every single day, Monday through Friday of the MLB season, giving out his best bets for that day, breaking down the games, most interesting matchups, player props, money line, sides, totals, all that kind of stuff. John Leguiza will be hosting that show on the Cult of the Pen YouTube channel. So make sure to head over there. Show it uh, it some love, give it a subscribe, like the videos. They have some season previews up already if you're looking to get a jump start on your MLB betting season, so make sure to check that out. You can find that here on the main page of the Edgework HQ YouTube channel listed there as Call to the Pen, so check that out. Give it a subscribe. They will be live every day, Monday through Friday, giving daily MLB picks and previews with John Legueza from The Athletic doing that. Last thing we got to do here before we wrap this one up, Alex, we'll recap the picks here from today. So we're looking at this one. We only have three games tonight, but we still have four bets, two in each game, different ways to play these ones, uh, and they can kind of go together here and coincide. So as mentioned, half unit on uh, each of these in the first game in the Toronto-Florida game, that would be $50 unit size for us as we're tracking at a $100 unit here. So first one we're looking at is the Toronto Maple Leafs, First period puck line minus 0.5 plus 155 a half unit. That is the first period puck line minus 0.5 plus 155 for a half unit. Then we go to the regulation time money line for the Maple Leafs plus 108 another half unit there. So that's a regulation time yep. money line for Toronto plus 108 half units. And then we go down to the second or the third game of the night as we skipped over the second game. No bets in that one. Third game of the night, we're looking at Colorado, Minnesota, a regulation time draw for a quarter unit plus 327. That is Colorado, Minnesota, regulation time draw plus 327. And then we are also taking for a full unit, Colorado, money line in regulation plus 106. The Avalanche, money line in regulation plus 106 for a full unit unit on that one so those are our bets for today uh if you enjoyed the show please make sure to subscribe here to the edgework hq youtube channel make sure to like this stream alex thank you for hopping in here today greatly appreciate the insight and analysis as always uh, i will see you back here next week on monday and for everyone else i will see you guys back here tomorrow morning 10 30 a.m eastern time good luck on your bets tonight